0: This is Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright, presented by Hartford Funds. This is your chance to get the inside scoop on Villanova Basketball. Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright is presented by Hartford Funds. Our benchmark is the investor. Now, let's talk Villanova Basketball.
1: Welcome inside as we... Connect via Zoom for the Talking Villanova Basketball podcast presented by Hartford Funds. Got a special one for you today. And coach, uh, I'll let you introduce us to our three special guests.
2: Yeah, part of our uh, Father's Day tribute, and we have another father and son, but Villanova the royalty, the, the trio, Chris Archidiacano, Ryan <laughs> Archidiacono, and Joe Archidiacano. How you doing, guys? What's up, coach? All good. All, we All good. We had to sneak Chris, we had to sneak Chris in there with Pops because Chris and I just got off a of team zoom. So he, he was upstairs doing his team zoom. Uh, Ryan coming to us from Ventura, California. Um, big Joe and Big Joe keeping the whole thing together, right? Daddy Bear, what what are you uh what are you doing there at home with with Chris and the crew. Who do, who do you have home with you at this point?
0: So right uh, now we have Chris, Courtney, and then Nicole had come home. She was working for a pharma company in Merlin, and she got, um, she had transferred to Philadelphia. Right, right before COVID, so she was living with us, looking for apartments and the whole COVID thing. So we have three of the kids home, and we're going through tons of food. <laughs> So it's all good. It's all good. We have five
2: home. I know you guys I know you guys love it when you guys get you got everybody at home.
0: I am um in it's like we'll watch golf when Ryan was home. He was home for like about a month, maybe five weeks, and it was Chris and I and uh Ryan, we'd watch old NBA replays, college games, throwing a little, you know, Nerf football in the TV room just like 2010 when Ryan was a, you know, a junior in high school. So it was all good. I mean, I was in my glory. And then he said, Dad, I'm, I'm going back to Chicago on Friday. I was like this, a sad puppy dog. It was like a girlfriend breaking up with me. I'm driving him down 95 to the airport. I'm like, you, you don't have to get on this flight, you know. You can come home. And he, you know, he left me. But we, we've had a great time together.
2: Ryan, what's your, um, what's your schedule been since the NBA ended? How did you, how did you work it? Um, being out in Chicago and then coming
3: home? Yeah, so everything was, it was all up in the air when everything first happened. So um, I stayed probably in Chicago in my apartment for a month, month and a half, trying to stay in shape, ride the Peloton every single day. And then after that, I I went home for probably all of May. I was able to get back in the gym working out with Chris uh, and my dad. Uh, which which was great. And then I came back to Chicago. I was in Chicago for another two and a half weeks, being able to get back into the gym, thinking that we were going to practice and be a part of the bubble team. But we eventually found out that we weren't. So I've just been working out in that facility and then came out to California for a couple of days. Uh, not working out here, but then I'll head back to Chicago, work out there, and then I'm going to to PA in Bucks County and I'll be working out with Chris again uh, when,
2: when I get back there. Chris, what was it like, man, having him home and, and, and working out together again? After a year of going over basketball, did you start giving him the business now? <laughs> uh, yeah, this was, this was my first
4: summer of us actually playing, like, some really competitive one-on-one. Um, from my year at Nova playing against all our good guys, and then Ryan playing, um, get get him teaching me all the Nova stuff that I'll learn when I keep playing. But I won – Lots of games, but I never got a series. I never got a series,
3: Jake. Yeah, Coach. I, I Coach. I, I, would, I would, uh, Dad. You got it, Okay, I would share this one story
0: with you. So, when Ryan, I guess, it was maybe his freshman or sophomore year in the summer at Nova, so two thousand 2013, two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen, you have summer jam where everybody comes back and plays, and I remember. Ryan's playing um, like one of those four and four full court games and he's he's playing Kyle Lowry and Kyle (laughs) down the game point and Kyle's got the ball and he's just out front and he goes hey Arch hey Arch how do you want me to finish your game here you you want me to take it to the hole you want me to drop a three on you. What do you want me to do, Arch? And, of course, he he knocks out a shot or whatever, and Ryan gets kicked off, rolls his eyes, game's over. And now you fast forward. That's Ryan with Chris. We play some one-on-one. We got a you know a private gym up here, and I'm watching with pride, watching the two guys go at each other. You know, Chris will win a couple games. Like you said, he can't win the series, and then Ryan's – Ryan's making all kinds of shots and he's up like one or two points. And he goes, "Hey Chris, how do you want me to end your game here, pal? You want me to take you to a hole? You want me to post you up?" And he proceeds to drop like you know a twenty-eight footer on him, ends the game, and just talk smack. And I'm like, "Wow, you know, times have changed, right?" So uh, it was it was really really cool. How do you want me?
2: Chris is going to get him. Chris is going to get. He's going to get to be an old man, Chris. You guys gonna keep getting better, in Villanova. You're gonna get them, man. I'm telling you, I can't. I can't wait till we we do one of these with Archie, and, and then you're telling a story how you got him. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joe, <laughs> tell us about um, tell us about these guys. These guys growing up. Um, Archie, I, I call him Archie because now I got Chris here. Oh, for him.
4: sure, I'll get him. Then when he comes back, I do him one. All right,
2: so, Joe, you, you grow up um, with these two. And uh, what, what was it like having uh, these two competitive dudes uh, going one after another as a father? You know, we're, there's a lot of fathers listening here. Um, how, how was it going through the process of, of developing a player like Ryan and then you got to do it all over again with a young guy like Chris.
0: So, I mean, it's been, it was, it was an awesome, awesome run. And, um, I mean, there's six, six years difference between you guys. And Ryan, Ryan was one of those kids who kind of grew early and often, you know, he was the tallest kid in the class and he was, he was skilled. So his recruiting was kind of the head of head of Chris. Chris was a quintessential late bloomer. So, um, I, I kind of devoted my, I won't say devoted my, devoted my life, but it's every day, each and every day, I would take the boys and we'd get, some, you know, we'd shoot, we'd work skills and so forth. And then, you know, Ryan, because he was kind of ahead of the curve, um, got recruited early and often, and it was obviously, you know, Nova in the final picture. And then once he got out to Nova, he, um, you know, the separation between him and Chris was, was athletically a ways away because he was so far ahead of him. But Chris continually closed the gap. He got taller, stronger. Um, he's a summer uh, a summer birthday, so we PG'd him. So he needed kind of like that year experience. He moved over to the Philly Pride uh, AU team. That really helped him with some high-end exposure, high-end talent, and uh, really worked his skill level. And then he had a great year at Perky Oman, And I, I still remember um, Mike uh, Nardi walking into – the gym We were playing, I think St. Pat's or the Patrick school. And, um, I said, Hey, Nards, who are you here to see? And he says, Chris, and, and Chris <laughs> went on to have a, Chris went on to have a, as I would say, a Ryan S high school game. You know, he just dominated both ends of the four play. And, and then I, that was uh early February. And then, you know, you and I, Jay started talking and, um, and you were very clear and open and honest. And you said, this is a different Villanova program from when Ryan was here. And now, you know, now you guys are pumping out NBA players, and his time to play, he'll get it, you know, based upon merit and his his skills. It's been
3: uh,
0: it's been beyond thrilling for both Patty and, I and our family to see Chris achieve his lifelong goal, like Ryan's, kind of following his footsteps. His they'll have, you know, they'll have different paths, but it's great to see, uh, you know, Chris reach reach this level you know and that and working out with you guys and everybody as you know you guys just get everybody better and better so it's been a lot of fun
2: well we're lucky to have the uh the arch Diakono, uh, maturity and intensity in our program again and it all comes from patty let everybody know <laughs> patty and your connection and why you're villanova royalty
4: <laughs> that's hilarious yeah i wish we were
2: so, <laughs> You are, but let everybody know about your and Patty's history in Villanova.
0: So I was a kid from Northeast Philadelphia, played basketball, football, baseball. Um, I don't know if can get a, a scholarship to play football at Villanova. Uh, met Patty there, uh, gosh, what? maybe my third year, fourth year, whatever it was. And then, uh, you know, fell in love, did the whole, you know, that whole thing. And then uh, <laughs> we've had an amazing life together. We have six kids up here. Um, You know, just growing up, we'd watch, we'd had Ryan and Chris obviously watching all the Nova games. We took them to the Nova football games. Uh, it's, it's It's just been an amazing run that we've had. And to see the two of them, then see Ryan reach his lifelong goal of the NBA and Chris's dream to play, put on a Villanova uniform. And now to go back, we had the 16 championships. We took down all Ryan's posters, pictures, trophies. Everything come down. You know, we have six other, five other kids, and now Chris, you know, re-energized that process. And now we're heading back to the Fin and Wells Fargo again. And and we still see old faces. It's just, a, it's just an amazing life, and we're really, really blessed. It's been, it's been amazing.
2: Chris, t- tell everybody what. Um... The, the the positives to having a brother like Ryan and the success he's had and 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 you know doing your your growth as a as a young person and young player and then the negatives you know to to having a brother like that
4: yeah I mean definitely the positives of um, growing up with Ryan and he was just a great role model for someone to, for me to follow just the way he was working hard and trying to be the hardest playing guy whenever he was out on the court. And now that I'm at Villanova, Ryan's been through it. And Everyone knows all the older guys have been through it. It's difficult. So Ryan always just gives me advice and he gives me help on like some of of the techniques that we uh, do and use uh, playing Nova basketball. But uh, it, it comes with some negatives. Some of the negatives think It's like people, when I came in, think that we're just going to be the same player right away. But like my dad said, and we talked about before, I have a different path. And it'll take a couple years, but like once we start playing, it'll just be, um, I'll have a very successful career just like Ryan. But yeah, the only negative would just be the expectation of being the same person and coming in.
2: You just tell him you shoot it better than he did when you kept coming in? <laughs> let him, let, that's what i tell everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, Ryan's, Ryan's, <laughs> Ryan's, Ryan's being <laughs> very polite. Hey, hey, it, Joe, you tell the truth. When those two are working out, all right, I can see one if they're playing one-on-one, I can see right now Ryan could get them. He's a little bit bigger and stronger. He's playing against NBA guys. But if they do flat-out shooting drills, who wins the shooting competition?
4: Uh,
0: (laughs) If you put him on the same age level, Ryan in eighteen, nineteen, than Chris, I'm going to go with Chris. But NBA Ryan is pretty (laughs) hard to beat right now. It seems like he hasn't missed. But it's you know it's it's amazing, Jay, because you know I used to watch Ryan, and he'd get he'd all this get this national acclaim, and he was really like I said a. Chris was a late bloomer, and I would I would watch him, and and I'm like, why is nobody recruiting? Number one, they didn't see him. He didn't play with the AU kind of team that Ryan had. But I remember we played a a state playoff game up here, and he played against uh, Lower Marion. And um, what's the guy's name? Greg Downer, the head
3: coach. Yeah, yeah, Downer.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I saw every one of Ryan's high end high school games. Chris put 51 points. on on Lower Murray and up here at Council Rock South gym in the first round of the state playoffs. And he hit two bombs. He hit one with like eight seconds, about 29 feet, to put it in overtime, down three. And then we're down three again with about 10 seconds. And he hits one from like 32 feet. And he goes on and he has 51 points in the game. Greg Downer calls him or texts him after the game and say, Chris, that's the greatest game I've ever seen a high school kid play save Kobe or opposition. I think he said, and he said, you were Mamba like, and I, and I talked to our, you know, Mamba, Michael Mamba, Mamba, Mamba. I say, Mamba, Mamba. So <laughs> I, I I was talking to uh our son, Michael, Said I go, Mike, did, did Ryan ever have a game like this? I And he goes, no dad, that's the greatest game I've ever seen. So it was, it was really, really, and no one's coming to see the Chalmany play, right? No one saw Ryan play in the Chalmany. It was mostly, his AAU, but he was just—he was uh, amazing—and I knew he had his better ball was in front of him. And I said, Chris, we're going to PG you. I go, you—you're just a late bloomer. Ryan entered high school at like around six one and changed. Chris was like five ten, so he was always, you know, chasing on the growth curve. But you know, he closed it. And to your point, Chris can flat out stroke the ball. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> It's hard to pick between hey, two boys, right,
2: right, right? You think he'll get to the point, right? Like you did in the in the Xavier game, and come down from like one <laughs> <of land> <laughs> to overhand Nah, I don't, I don't. I don't know. Be able to do that. He hasn't tried uh, it yet. I just want you to know. I know. It yet.
3: I, I hope he hasn't tried it yet because that I I tried that my senior year. You got to earn some stripes, and uh, as he yeah. will throughout his career. You got to you got to have some trust effort to do it on the other end as well. But uh, Chris <laughs> can definitely shoot. He can shoot the damn ball. I mean, my. Me coming off off the dribble was probably my mid-range game in, like, high school was probably better off the dribble. But, like, flat shooter, Chris is more natural form than I did. And I think you know that. I, I would lean back on my shot and, and not really utilize, like, my legs and my form. But Chris has got some natural form. He can definitely shoot it. Yeah.
2: How about for you, uh, how about for you growing up, Rye, Um did you realize that um, – you know what your dad was doing getting you to workouts driving around mom's working taking care of you guys and did
1: mm-hmm. you realize
2: that, that you know when you were a young kid that like I, you know my parents are are really sacrificing for me I don't I don't think I know, know really you do drastic. now I know you know no, I know did you I, back I, then? I think,
3: yeah like I, I definitely knew it and I, I think that if in in a perfect scenario perfect world had I my parents not had my little brother and sister they would have been to a lot more games and stuff but they really my dad tried to get to as many as they could same with my mom but like with workouts my dad would be scheduling and figuring out rides my grandpa would take me he would take me whatever the case was like I knew I had it pretty pretty damn good with them back then but just looking back on it now I'm like the uh affection and the time that my, both my parents did for me to be able to pursue my dream in playing basketball at a high level, uh, at Villanova and now the NBA. Like, I just, like, I can't thank them enough. Like, I, like I see what they do when I come home. My dad does, he still does the same stuff and it treats me like I'm a high school kid wants to take me to workouts, want to grab like Wawa after work workout, whatever the case <laughs> is. Like they are just like looking back on it. Like I was very, very fortunate to have parents who, uh, pushed myself and Chris and all of our siblings to our dreams and wanting to work hard. And if we worked hard, then good things would happen to you. So definitely fortunate, uh, growing up in the arch household.
0: Hey, Jay, can I make one comment?
3: Yeah, man. Um,
0: though Ryan has more money than me now, when, when we get to the checkout counter at Wawa I'm, I'm dad from
4: 2008.
0: <laughs> that dude, hey. that dude, knocked on into his wallet, man. He's like, here pops. You know, you got this one. Same with Chris. <laughs> that's what we
2: taught that's what we taught them, Joe. Take care of them. Them well. it seems like a We're lot of money. Well. But live anytime live, I live humbly. Any,
3: anytime right. I go out with my with my other agent, he always pays for me, so I expect the same services once once again. <laughs> I consider you my agent, so the same thing.
0: <laughs> uh, exactly. That's good. Long, Don't ever change, right? As yeah, long you as go. you
2: pay for Chris. As long as you pay for Chris, don't make Chris pay.
0: No, Chris. So yeah, he's,
3: he's living the dream
0: too.
2: <laughs> trust me, not
0: pay,
3: Trust me, Coach. He's not paying for anything anywhere he goes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> tell me about um, tell me about growing up in 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 Bucks County. Being you know, a Bucks County ball player, myself, you, Ryan. Um, Again, the the positives, negatives about being a a Bucks County baller?
4: Uh, Positives growing up was was just uh, being the best player on the team and kind of being able to play the guard at a young age, even though we were taller than most of the guys. So getting getting point guard skills at a young age because we were just a lot uh, more skilled than the other guys. That was positive. But the negative was just the the competition around here for the most part. It was a little better during Ryan's years. Had some uh, other D1 guys, other D2, D3. But uh, I think it's just the basketball and the competition with with all high school has just gone down a little bit when I started getting older. So that's when my dad and I knew it was time to switch to play with Philly Pride and play against some quicker, faster guards and get on a national level to play against better athletes. Uh, every weekend,
2: how, Ryan. How about you? Like when you were coming up in Bucks County? Like when when did it hit you that I like? Um, you know, I'm I'm the best here, um, but but I got to get out of this. I got to I got to get out of this area and and, and start competing. Um,
3: it, it pro- I'll be honest with you. Like I I knew I, I knew I was solid for my age group, but like I never won a suburban one championship. Like our team didn't and. Like, growing up, I mean, Dalton Pepper was, like, the best thing. You you know what I mean? So, like, I looked up to him as in, like, all right, he's the best player now. He's going to West Virginia. Pensbury did all their accolades. So, I wanted to kind of, like, after he graduated when I was a freshman, I'm like, all right, now I can kind of step up and be, like, the best player, like, in the area. And um, I just try to, like, work my hardest and be the best player, like, in the area and then go down to Philly and play. Uh, it was always great playing in Bucks County. And I like to say that I I rep Bucks County and Langhorne and working out in in the gyms that I do. But uh, the high school basketball scene was a little bit better. I will agree with Chris. My years, I know I had some great teammates who played some low D1, D2, and there were some good, good players there. But it was always just about kind of grinding my way. But I mean, I had to get over that Pensbury hump uh, when, when Dalton was there and they kind of kicked our ass a couple of times. So uh, once he left I felt as though that it was kind of my area or my turn, if you should say.
2: Who who won the championships when you when you were at the Shannon? Who won the
3: Pensbury Pensbury won my freshman year and then I'm pretty sure it counts are off north, like my boys Aaron Morgan and, and Goodman and then they had a solid they had a couple D one. Oh, football they did kids. a good They did they had a couple they had a walk on big man who went to Harvard. Yeah. Um they had like two or three D one kids for multiple sports and that that can make a difference in high school. Uh, so I think they took care of it uh, my sophomore, junior, senior year.
2: Yeah, that, that's right. Uh, we're gonna yeah, go. I we're gonna go to a break in a second here. But Joe, I want to end on the, the high school part of it um, coming up. Um, how how was um, Ryan's uh, high school years as a parent different than when you're going through it the second time with Chris and you kind of you'd been through this whole process before? How was it different the second time with Chris?
0: Um, you know, you never want to compare your kids because they have two different journeys and two different paths. But I always knew Ryan had such early physical development. He became a national player really early on. And I remember him, we took him to your camp. There was a team camp at Nova, Jay. You probably don't remember this, but we were walking out and he was just finishing up seventh grade and he was probably the best camper, in, I don't know, seventh, eighth, and ninth. And you pulled Ryan and I aside, and you said, "Hey, Ryan, your parents bled blue and white, and so were you one day." And, and we walked out of there, and Ryan said, "Hey, Dad, do you think he's serious?" And I said, "Hey, Ryan, I think it is." So <laughs> we kind of knew we're like, "Okay, this is this is for real." And then we're we're in seventh eighth grade, and you get you know a national level coach. I I'm not sure. Yeah, you, know, you guys. Yeah, no, this is before your '09 run. But well, you guys are doing great stuff. You're getting elite eights and so forth. So that kind of turbocharged Ryan and I into this whole workout process, and we just kept it going. and you know because his physical development and his skill levels were so strong, you know we just he made it to to you guys and the rest is history. And Chris's path was just a little different. he was he was like a, a short he was he was shorter and squattier if you I was call. But him how him.
2: about how about for you as a parent? Did you feel like all right? I've been through this once. Now I got Chris, like, I, I know what to do oh. here. I got this.
0: Oh, I, there's no question. I felt that level, whatever Chris's level was going to be. I felt like I was very comfortable in the whole process.
3: Yeah.
0: So yeah. That, that was never an issue. The issue for me as a parent was constantly not trying to compare what Ryan did to Chris and, and inevitably you, you go in a game, right? Ryan would do this and then Chris would do it. And then you're, you're, your heart wells, and I remember you said that after the 16 run when you were getting interviewed by somebody. And you said, you know, when you see your kids fulfill and and grow to their accomplishments and their their uh, capabilities, it wells you up with pride. And that's what it did for me. Just Chris's path was just a little later and longer, but it's uh, yeah. So the two high school periods very similar. Ryan always ran into uh, these amazing Penwood teams, and he would go out in the first or second round. Chris got to the state quarterfinals. Uh, they put up a monster game against Lincoln and uh, they lost, but he got, he got actually a little further than Ryan did. I think he still lets Ryan know about it. <laughs> yeah. so, um, it Mikey, all- take,
1: us, take us to a break, Mikey. You're listening to the talking Villanova basketball podcast presented by Hartford funds. We'll be back after this. When mother nature strikes count on your certainty roof to perform. That's the commitment we've made to homeowners for more than 100 years. For roofing you can rely on, look no further than CertainTeed. To find a CertainTeed credentialed contractor near you, visit CertainTeed.com. This is a shout out to the professional tailgaters, game day grillers, and potluck pros. Whether you bake it, smoke it, stack it, or melt it, there's nothing more important about how you cook up your team spirit while serving it with an ice-cold Coca-Cola, Coke Zero Sugar, or Coke Life. We may not all agree on the best game day foods, but when you serve your meals with a Coke, you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. ExxonMobil and Manning, proud sponsors of Villanova Wildcat Athletics. This podcast is brought to you by Hartford Funds, a leading asset manager based in Wayne, Pennsylvania. While other investment management companies measure performance against the S&P 500, Hartford Funds has a different measure of success, investor satisfaction. Hartford Funds, our benchmark, is the investor. J.J. White Incorporated is the single-source, multi-trade contractor for your next construction project. Since 1920, J.J. White Incorporated has been constructing with knowledge and providing service with integrity and safety. Visit J.J. White online at jjwhiteinc.com. Are you looking for something imprinted or embroidered? If so, let Campus Clothes help you get the look. Whether your team is in the corporate office or on the athletic field, Campus Clothes can supply your team with all its needs visit us on the web at campusclothes.com or give us a call at 215-357-0892. You may not play well, but you will always look good. If you think your debit card can't help you with your financial game, you're probably not using the red key. Introducing EasyUp by KeyBank, the tool that helps you reduce debt by setting $1 aside from your checking account every time you use your debit card. Automatically racking up savings and paying down debt with EasyUp. It's how you make financial progress. KeyBank is member FDIC and the exclusive retail bank of Villanova Athletics. NovaCare, the exclusive provider of physical therapy to Villanova. The Wildcats choose NovaCare. So can you. Welcome back as we resume our conversation with Joe Archidiacono, Ryan Archidiacono, and Chris Archidiacono. Coach? Yeah, we got the Villanova royalty on here today, man.
2: Great, great to have Archidiacono. It's true, man. It's true. So, Joe, we didn't even throw out there that, you know, before we go into the college days with these guys, we didn't throw out there the fact that um, you were a great football player, Villanova, played with Howie Long. And were you on the last team when they, when they football? Uh,
0: I was. Yeah, I still remember the day. I think it was in April of 1981, and they just they had a quick quick vote. They had some board members there, and boom, they, they dropped it in, uh, in the spring what, of what year my last I was at, I I just well, I was on my way out. It was spring of '81. So they and they dropped it for like four
2: years. So you had completed your senior year. Correct.
4: I was good. Yep.
2: Wow, you were the you were the last class, literally the last class.
0: Well, it's it's funny to say that. So I find out on campus, and then I drove out to Patty's uh, apartment. She lived in the West Wayne Apartments, and I walked up to her and I go, "Hey, I got a trivia question." And she goes, "What's that?" I go, "Who was the last captain ever of Villanova's football?" And she was like, "What?" And I go me. I go. They they just dropped football. And she goes, are you kidding me? I go, yeah. I know it's crazy, sad, but wow. so I was. Who were the, who were yeah, the captain's
2: was, your senior year? Uh,
0: I was on offense uh, for me, and then a guy by the name of Dan Burke, who unfortunately passed away from melanoma about three years ago. Uh, Danny Burke, lower Moreland kid, um, wow. great, great, great kid. And great Where was Howie
2: Long in that in that timing? Was he the year before? No, no, we all got out the same year. So he was on the last team, also. Yeah,
0: yeah, and he went to the Raiders and like was pretty
4: sick
2: or something. Wow, I, that's incredible. Well, everybody should know that's why the recruiting of Ryan Arch was was uh, so easy because my girl Patty Arch wanted him wanted him <laughs> there. He was gonna he was gonna go to Florida. We all had to we had to get the whole family on him, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, all, the, all the tears came out. Sabrina started crying. Patty started crying. You know, I was looking at Florida Jazz, like, look at all these golf courses. This is crazy. i like, played three rounds of golf for a home game. No, but it, it, couldn't, it couldn't have worked out better. Yeah, and Patty was a big influence, and Sabrina was a huge influence. And uh, it was great.
2: Thank God for the Archie Diacono girls, man. They were on the my side. I could have lost you to golf, JoJo. Thank God. Ryan, <laughs> yeah. Ryan, tell, Ryan, tell um, everybody about about the recruiting process and how Billy Donovan was coming in in the mornings. And yeah, you, no, you for sure, got I got you. you. We almost got you out of Philadelphia. Yeah, short, shorter summary.
3: Uh, I mean, I was getting recruited pretty pretty highly. Had taken a couple of visits, a couple of places, and then really connected well with uh, Billy Donovan. As- island like the same grade school same area so bonded with him went down for an unofficial or i guess all was unofficial then Uh, a couple unofficial visits down there kind of loved the campus and i even told him that i wanted to commit and he was like trying to get me to be like okay like let's announce it and i was like all right let me just like take my time i promised coach Wright that i would uh visit uh and go to the midnight madness or hoops mania i should say and then that whole week was just like i knew i wanted to go to florida he had came back. Uh, after I got back, out of workout at 6 a.m. Uh, on that Monday. We were there Sunday, left Sunday. He was waiting at the gym, at the Chamonix gym door for me, uh, for my workout. And I was like, oh, my God, like, he must really want me. And, Coach, I love you, but Coach never came to one of these early <laughs> workouts. <dudes. laughs> yeah. coach, coach Wright never came. So I was like, man, the Coach Wright must not like me as much as this guy <laughs> does, and he's flying his private jet or whatever. So I knew that I told my parents, my mom was distraught because she's like, oh my God, we're actually going to lose them. The waterworks were coming all week. And I was like, I'll give it a chance. I'll give Villanova a chance. And then my mom threw the kitchen sink, got everyone and their sister to come to midnight man- or hoops mania. And then I just looked down like at the seats and I was like, everyone's here. Like, this is, this is the place. This is the right place for me. It's close to home. Everyone can come. And then I committed uh, or I wanted to commit that night, but I think I, I, I called you on Sunday. And then uh, that was that. <laughs> so
2: We
0: thought, Jay, here's the deal. He goes, we, number one, we pull, pull out of Billy Donovan's office, and we're driving out the road to get to the interstate. And Ryan goes, I'm committing, and I'm coming here. And I was like, gulp, what? And then Patty just said, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not happening right now. We got to visit, you know, we got to go to Villanova. He, he was supposed to go to Boston College the next day, which he did once we got home. And then, then you you guys put an all out show for him on that following Friday was I think it was Hoops Mania wasn't it right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Jay, he came out of there going, I'm going to go to I think I want to come to Villanova. And I, I took my phone out or Ryan's phone. I said, call him now. And I think we were on the turnpike to ride home. And Jay, I'm praying you pick up and you don't pick up. You must have been, Jay, you don't pick up. And Ryan goes, that is voicemail. I go, don't say anything, just hang up. So he hung up. <laughs> and then we got you, we got you Sunday night, and you were supposed to pick up Riley. And you remember that one? You got in uh, trouble because you pulled off the side of the road.
2: That one still that still is big in my family that I was going to pick up <laughs> my daughter Riley from her AU practice. And uh, the Archie is called. And I pulled over the side of the road, and I was so excited and talking to everybody in the family, and 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 I forgot that I was going to pick up my daughter. And then by the time I finally got off the phone, my wife's calling me saying, "Where are you?" The coach is sitting in the parking lot with Riley. I, I, I still pay for that one, man. She loves you, guys, <laughs> but I still pay for that one, and and right, and rightfully so, rightfully so. Uh, but, that's
4: great.
2: Hey, you, you know um, what was something that had to be difficult as a family was Ryan and I'd be interested Joe in in his senior year in high school having a having back surgery and, and having to make a decision not to play his senior year in high school um that story we're talking about Ryan committing was during his junior year um how how was that um was it committed in your junior year or senior year it was
3: before I even played a game my junior year.
2: Year, right?
3: Yeah, because so, I, I was, I was, I didn't want the process anymore. I was done with it. Eh. yeah. And so <laughs> your
2: senior year, you didn't play, right? How tough was that, though, yeah. know, to see him, see your son sitting there during senior year of high school?
0: Yeah, um, you know, when we 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 we're, we're down at Rothman, where that's where they did the surgery, and and the physician said to me, Alex Macario, the guy's, he's the president now of Rothman. And I said, Doc, will he ever play? And he goes, Joe, if he was in the NFL, he'd be playing in eight weeks. So I was like, oh, meaning like, all right, this is an injury he's going to recover from. And the priority is to, you know, completely heal and repair him. But if he had to play, if he's playing for money and this high end, they said he'd be playing in eight weeks. So I said, but Patty, being a nurse, she's always worried about infection and complications and Uh, arthritis down the road and you know all all of this I said Patty he's going to play the problem was that it was just incredibly difficult to watch this young superstar couldn't even walk in the very beginning he he was like three weeks without not being permitted to be even in the car Uh, you know and he was just taking tiny little you know I would call them like senior citizen steps like six to 12 inches when he first got back from the hospital it was really really difficult to watch and witness and as he got better as the back healed he still wasn't allowed to play do anything for 12 weeks which put him past the end of the season and it was just incredibly difficult for us as a family the whole program the program being the chamonix there were nothing without him and it was just difficult to experience as a family to watch him um go through something that, that he, he normally loves, and he couldn't have that because of this injury. But as we read in the paper, I mean, so many families are faced with so many different challenges. You saw everything that happened with COVID this year to all the spring sport kids and the college kids. So, you know, in the scheme of things, we got past it. But, you know, there's, there's bigger problems in life that, that we had, and obviously we were very blessed that got through it, and, you know, and it all worked out. But it was it was tough to go through.
2: Hey Chris, just so you know, we, we're way more confident about you coming in than we were Ryan, because he was coming. <laughs> off, he was coming off that no, year. He didn't even he didn't even play. I mean, like we literally we no one would think of that now, but we literally didn't know if Ryan would ever play, you know. And we we weren't we weren't sure, you know. He didn't play his senior year. Chris, we knew we knew we knew we had you coming in.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's good
2: stuff, man. That's good what, stuff. what did uh, what did Ryan tell you about coming in the beginning of Villanova basketball? What what you had to do because you were you were well prepared.
4: Um, he just he just told me that like I'm not gonna get like anything just because my last name. You're gonna have to go in there like work work your tail off all the time, and you gotta just uh, be ready for kind of, he was like, he was saying, like, be ready for coach if he ever says something or gets on you, you got to know that uh, they expect, like, a little bit um, more out of you to be, like, a know basketball player and kind of lead the guys, so that was probably that was mostly everything he said, and it was more of a conversation of me asking, like, Ryan, are you, like, comfortable with me going there, because I want to, and Ryan was 100% on board, and then I think it committed, like, a day or two later. That's
2: kind of all he really told me before I was going into nova well ryan, Ryan, you'd be proud, man. he right right away, like he knew how to take coaching, he knew attitude, like I would look at him sometimes and think he would respond so well, and I would think like Ryan definitely told him to be ready for this man. <laughs> There's no freshman that handles this this well did, did you yeah. feel you were prepared coming in? As a freshman, or was there anything difficult for you yeah, you know i I always was
3: a hard playing dude, and I was always I always wanted to be the toughest dude, and that just it just fits so well with the villanova mold of what you wanted from a player, so I didn't think there was really any adjustment period. I just was like quiet from the start. It just like played as hard as I could all the time. I was balls to the wall every single time, but I was also like skilled, you know what I mean, so the basketball aspect probably was the biggest adjustment, the playing hard, the attitude and all that stuff. Like, I, I feel like I already kind of knew it in, in a sense just of the way, like how I grew up of, of just playing and wanting to be that guy all the time.
2: What did you think, I mean, we've done it now a couple of times, so it kind of seems normal, but when you came in, uh, we hadn't done it. Um, did you think you, you had a chance to win a national championship coming in? No, I I didn't
3: really like, I mean, how many teams win it? You know, you're just like, there's one team every year that wins. And like, your thing is we want to play the best Villanova basketball at the end of the year, which basically means, all right, we're going to be as best prepared for anything that comes at the end of the year. Do you think you'll win it? Like. Coming after the season of the 13 and 19, I was like, I just want to go and play hard, win some games, and, like, earn respect from my teammates. And then as we got better and better, and we got uh, a two seed, a one seed, and then another two seed. I was like, okay, maybe we actually can. We hadn't gotten out of the first weekend yet. So, senior year, I mean, all the pressure was on that second game versus Iowa. And then after that, I was like, you know what? Like, screw it. We might as well just, like, we're shooting it well, we're defending well, and we were the best Villanova team. I had ever seen at the end of the year. And we were like, all right, let's just go hoop and go play. And we got more and more confident as we went along, though. But throughout, when I first got there, no, no chance in hell.
2: Let's go hoop. Let's go see. That's why you look at you guys playing with such confidence. Chris, yeah. do you come in, Chris. Do you come in with a different kind of mindset, like actually thinking about winning a national championship? Well,
4: yeah, definitely. After the recent years of Ryan went one and then the 18 squad coming in. And then I knew all the talent that uh, that, was, that was like surrounding me. I knew that we had a chance to be a really good team. And I think at the end of this year, we were actually playing our best ball. And then COVID stopped us. But uh, we, we knew that we were playing our best at the end of the year. But we definitely have a really good talent. to, And if we're playing well at the end of the year, who knows what could happen for us.
2: Isn't it interesting, though, how a few years change that, like Ryan comes in not even not even thinking about it, and then, Chris, you come in kind of almost expecting it, like, not that, but knowing, like, okay, that's it's what, we do, a, that's what it, we do here. We can do this. Expectations. Yeah. Expectations
3: rise. I mean, it's, I'd, I'd be curious to hear, like, like, Kyle and, like, Randy and A-Ray and all those dudes, like. Did they go into Villanova like you guys were scrapping to become that the program Villanova once was with you. And then even for us, it's just like I right, just carry on their type of legacy. And like, I love that. It's like all right national champ. Like I I tell everyone, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like we've won two out of the last four or two out of the last three that have been played. Like, hell yeah, we're going for another national champion. Like the expectation level is different now, which. As, like, a fan perspective, I'm like, all right, it's, it's tough. But from a player, I'm like, yeah, we got some bad dudes in the program that could, that could lead us back there. And I'm confident in all the coaching staff and, and you guys as well. So it's awesome, though. It's great to
2: see. It is. It's funny. I love hearing – I mean, I was just thinking about it, you know, talking to you and thinking, all right, Chris is sitting there. He's watched it. He was a part of it. Chris, where were you in uh, – how old were you in 16 when, when Ryan won it?
4: Uh, I was 15, turning 16. I was a sophomore in high school.
2: And were you? You were with your mom and dad, I assume, at that game.
4: Yeah, we we all sat in the same same seats seat the whole tournament, and uh, the same seating arrangement. And we were all there <laughs> at the 21st row watching the game.
2: <laughs> I love it, Joe. How cool the was that as a game, father?
4: Okay. Say again. I'm
2: sorry. How? how- how cool was that as a father to to watch your son win a national championship?
0: Uh, well, Jay, the, the whole thing was just a magic run, and and I remember when you went into the locker after the Iowa game, we got out Sweet Sixteen. Obviously, seeing that on TV, the, the elation on you was just the same. You represented everything we all thought, and my wife and I, to Patty's credit, who got Ryan to Nova. She kept saying in 16, I, and she goes, we're going to win it. We're going to win it. And I go, Patty, I mean, let's just get through the first weekend. I mean, that's, no, it's like we we got to win. You know, we got to win a sweet 16. She goes, we're going to do it. So, yeah, we had lost Seton Hall right in, in, in the Big East final. So, it, it was just an amazing run. And I, I still go back and I watch the Kansas game. That might have been my favorite game for us because – it just – it had that intimate um, – in that, that Louisville arena, it just had such a great feel. It was us in Kansas going back and forth. We want to run. They want to run. And then we made some key stops and plays. And then Ryan, um, he made a one-on-one with about 30 seconds and another one without 21. And I literally was going to get physically sick, and I just almost couldn't watch it. Uh, and he made – you know, he just he just swished like four four in a row – down the end, and literally that was the most unbelievable game. And then when you get into the Oklahoma game, that had just an amazing um, karma to it because we we got smacked. Patty and I went out to Hawaii and watched you guys out there. Nothing went right. Everything went right for them. They made their shots. We struggled. And everybody thought, you know, they were just going to smack us, and we just smacked them. The beginning of the second half, we went on that run and never looked back. And and then then the excitement at the hotel – Going, you know, through Saturday night, Sunday night into Monday was just just amazing. And then we went early to the game um, on Monday and got in there. You could just feel the excitement and uh, seventy five thousand people. Uh, and what a storybook ending. I mean, just just incredible. And so Marcus Page makes one of the most amazing shots in the history of a tournament. And he ends up going down as a loser. So the amazing highs and lows of that game. After he hits that, we call the timeout, and then we come down. Ryan makes the you know the best V play, what he needs to do, and then Chris, Chris with ice water in his veins, just drops a 27 footer, um, and boom. We and we're like, did that just happen? Is <laughs> over the national champs? It was it was surreal. I'm I'm hugging Phil Booth and and Rick Brunson and my family. It was just like it was complete elation. So. And then awesome. what you guys did two years later was just phenomenal. Hey, Chris, so, what a run.
2: Chris, did you get to – so you got to feel the excitement as a fan, like when you're at the Final Four, the Saturday, Sunday, Monday. You, you, you got to feel all that, right?
4: Yeah. No, I was, we were at all the, the open practices, the, the run-throughs. We were at all the, the kind of fan festival stuff. Ante had like a meal for the, the families. So I was kind of there like as a fan, but we also knew that uh, we were there for like our guys, our, our squad and we were just it was really cool to see it as a fan and then see Ryan playing, you know.
2: Right, did you in in 18 did you get to get a feel for it, for what it was like as uh, as a fan? Because um, I, I, I know, like I was listening to your dad, you know, how he's dying watching you shoot a one-on-one. I know we're, we're all locked in. It's like just a game to us. Did you ever yeah. get to feel the other side of it in 18? Uh, you know, it was it, it was a lot different.
3: I got to shout out my boy Joe Campolo for that one. Um, <laughs> flying, me, flying me down from, uh, from Chicago. But we got in around like 2, 3 o'clock. I went straight to the hotel to say hi to you guys. You guys are laser focused in the meal room getting your pregame uh pregame talks and everything like that and then after that I was kind of just like oh, I'm like a fan but once I got to the arena it was like okay this is just like different I felt weird because I'm like I'm usually playing in this like I want to be playing like I was ready to go but I saw all other former alums and like thank god it wasn't as crazy of a game where it was back and forth but we we had it had it pretty much in hand. That by halftime, I tell people. But then mid mid second half, I was like, Oh, there's no way we're losing this. So it was it was an awesome experience. But I'm expecting like I want to I want to feel that where it's like my little brother is there too. So like I'm putting the pressure on Chris, putting the pressure on you guys for for that next huh. title, that whole Final Four experience. I want to experience that for my little bro. <laughs> That'd be
2: it's, awesome. It's ama- it's amazing though, isn't it? How um, and Chris, you 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 know this the difference when you're in it and you're the player and you have no idea everything is going on around you you know like I'm thinking Chris saw it you saw it with Villanova like we we've never seen it because we're always in it right it's it's such a difference when you're on the on the inside of it
3: yeah it's it it's completely different it's just like you don't even know what to do with yourself when you're not because we're just, just we're so used to competition and that energy of like, all right, we're in this, this is a huge game. You don't see all the other stuff. Like I just ask everyone about their stories. I'm like so curious because I didn't think of any of that when we were about to play.
2: All right. As as we finish up here and we're just coming off of Father's Day, we, we did this special event. Great to have Big Joe on with, with the, the two young studs. Right, give me, and Chris, I'm going to hit you with the same question, so I'm going to prepare you. Give me the – of all the things your dad taught you, there's, there's tons of them. Probably the one that sticks with you to this day, Chris. You're gonna have to come up with a different one. Uh,
3: I got, I got two. Like, the one, the one thing I always think of is uh, like, kind of like good things happen to to good people. So like, just be a good person, both on and off the court. And then on the court, I, I would just say like, just be the hardest and toughest dude. That's it. Like, he never screamed at me for anything. He never worried about me because he knew that I was going to play as hard as I could every single time. So, those, it's pretty simple. But, like, those two, they always stuck with me.
2: Simple works, man. Chris, I don't, they're, they're two good ones yeah. there. Um, what, what did you – what were the – I'm only hitting you with one, but if you have more, what's the one thing you take that your dad taught you that you still use now? As, as a young man and as a college player,
4: right, like Rice said, he wasn't a guy screaming uh, from the sides right thing. It's just basically how good do you want to be so it was basically how hard do you want to push yourself to be the best player you can and yeah, every day, and then he he was he he that football mentality to us a little bit too, the way we play
2: <laughs> I
4: like charges and all
2: that I lo- I like that because I, I always as a helmet head, but we, we got to give him that's because he played football, don't other, but we got to give him the respect. He was a hell of a basketball player, father judge, man we got we to <laughs>
0: that's too funny. Jay, I think you, I think I, I was fortunate enough to have a to catch one of Ryan's practices, or no, actually, when Ryan was in high school and he was out of senior year we came out and caught one of your practices and I did one with Chris uh, at the end of the recruiting and I'm like, I walked out of there and I said to Chris, I go, I think Coach Wright wants to be a linebacker coach because he, he, <laughs> he gets after it, man. Because I always thought you, I always thought you basketball guys, you know, you got the perfect weather in there, you know, perfect 70 degrees and everything, but you were tearing into dudes and you were let loose with the language, the intent. I'm like, holy, I thought I was back in the middle of a football. <laughs> no, coach no. wanted to be a linebacker
2: coach. No, no, I've matured the language. Tell him, Chris, I'm getting way better now, right? <laughs> and, uh, way, softer when, when, way softer than when Ryan was there. Way, uh, much more uh, understanding and loving. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, love, we love having the Archie Diaconos on and uh, Joe, Chris. Ryan, thank you. Make sure we give our girl Patty and the girls uh, our love, and uh, thanks for being on, guys. Thanks so much, Yeah,
3: for sure. Happy Father's Day.
2: Yeah, man. Father's
3: Day, everybody.
1: Have a good one. All right, Mikey, take us out. This has been the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast presented by Hartford Funds. Thanks to Matt Fraschilla for getting us on the air. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.
0: You've been listening to Talking Villanova Basketball presented by Hartford Funds. Now coming to you throughout the season and beyond. Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright is presented by Hartford Funds. Our benchmark is the investor.
1: Stop by Great American Pub Bar and Grill with locations in Conchahokan, Wayne, and Phoenixville. If you're looking for fine food in a casual atmosphere, Great American Pub is the place for you. Come out to Great American Pub for great food, great times, and great fun. For more information, visit us at www.greatamericanpub.com.